Tolong. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that like is actually start. Okay. Oh my god. Hello. Hi, hi podcast. It's been a little while. Has it? No. We did it this really has last week. Yeah, totally. It hasn't been four fucking months. <laughs> I survived the desert. The whole last desert. <laughs> like, like, not even, like, like, oh my god. How was that, it by was the way? so fun. Greatest oh, wait. thing I've ever done. The intro plays now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So how fun really was the desert? It was great. I lived in a different spot pretty much every week. Worked in a different spot every week. And there's a lot of outside stuff. The weather's great over there, surprisingly. It's dry, really? so even though it's hot, it's like you can sweat and cool yourself off. And like shade actually feels nice. And it's not just like dark, bad temperature. <laughs> a wet paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was actually okay to be nice. out in the heat just like a random time. prairie dogs are pretty cool every time i got a random prairie dog picture i showed everyone at work <laughs> i was like y'all know that cousin that's in the middle of the desert bro look at this prairie dog that's got its head in a tube like <laughs> and the squirrels that was my favorite thing ever we just had squirrels <laughs> <laughs> and like the, the blue mcdonald's I was so excited about, we went to Sedona, Mm -hmm. if y'all know where that is, I'm sure. It's like a super popular vacation spot, and they have the only blue McDonald's in the world. And ah, I got a Sprite there. (laughs) It's crazy to, because like, isn't it, because Sedona has like a really strict color scheme? Yeah, all the houses, all all the buildings, it's all made to, it's surrounded by their super red rock canyons. Mm-hmm. And, like, so it's blue sky with red canyons. It's super pretty. So they want right. nothing to take away from that view. So all of the buildings have to be, like, this sandstone, uh, beige mm-hmm. colors or blue to match the sky. Um, and, like, stuff had logos and accents and stuff in their colors. But it had to be, like, a certain size. If signs were too big, they had to fit the color scheme. And so since McDonald's has giant M's, they're blue. That's so sick. It's so great. Imagine to getting to work at specifically the blue one. <laughs> yeah, you get to brag about it. Be like, mm, I work at the blue McDonald's. We're higher up on the list. It's royalty. The blue one. <laughs> it's royalty. So. It's crazy to think about, like, the last time we recorded. Because, like, somebody mentioned it in the Discord over the summer that, like, Time kept moving, but the podcast was kind of frozen for yeah, that, that second. Our, the last episode that went out is the last, like, school had last, just ended. Yeah. It's, like, weird to, to think about what we were talking about. I was like, oh, I have to pack because I leave. I keep, like, yeah. hitting red every now and then. I, I, You're good. Mine hits red constantly. I have to, I'll have to normalize it later. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so, like, it is weird. The last time we were doing this, we were talking about completely different stuff. It's like, oh, last time we talked about this. And continue mm-hmm. on that. I have no idea what we talked about at all. No, literally. And, like, even when I was editing it, like, I was cutting out, like, because, you know, we talk for a bit. Mm-hmm. I was cutting out, like, whole sections that were, like, talking about our exams 
and like what we were doing that week and i was like this is insane to listen to because i'm literally like we're talking about you finished your exams and i still had to take mine yeah like Oh, it was it's crazy. Because it was, like, just thrown into that weekend. Or, like, a Thursday mm-hmm. or something. It's weird. I think that's super cool, though. Like, having that. And Adam says it a lot. It's like a, a time capsule. Mm-hmm. Like, even even stuff that doesn't make it into the podcast, we, we can go listen to the raw recording of. and Yeah. It's just, like, a family videos were a big thing. We, this is our family videos. <laughs> Except it's much worse. Yeah, it's definitely cringy. Borderline nightmare fuel. <laughs> We've talked about some weird shit on here. Homestuck. Stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but yeah. It's, I was thinking about that for a while. I was like, we haven't recorded it all, but like that one just went out. And it's, yeah. it's like, mm, school just ended. It's like, nope, we're three weeks into school. Oh, we should probably talk about why this got delayed so much. Emily fucking died, y'all. Like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I, like, was fine the first week of school, which I moved in on the 18th, so the week right after that. Mm-hmm. And, like, great. Smooth sailing. Loved all my classes. Um, just, like, super enjoyable week. And then, bam, Monday rolls around. I'm so, so sick. So I made Adam drive to Walgreens and get those COVID tests because they have the at-home ones now. And you can yeah. just pick them, at, pick them up at Walgreens and they're free with, with insurance. Um, mm-hmm. So I took that. I had COVID. So I got locked in my room from that day forward <laughs> until Saturday evening uh, when I was finally starting to feel most. I still had a cough, but I was like, everything else was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think... It was lit- like Monday. I woke up and I felt just terrible. I had one good day, and it was Sunday, where I felt good. But like I did nothing because it was like, oh, like what? I'll just go like run some errands I needed to run that I've been mm-hmm. locked in my room, so I couldn't do. Um, Finally free. Yeah, and then I got a sinus infection, and that was awful. Having to write all those emails and be like, sorry, teachers, I won't be back in class. <laughs> By the way, part two. Yeah, so today was my first day back, actually. Damn, and we're recording. (laughs) Monday the 12th. Uh, Emily's conveniently leaving out that, so we, like, you know, the, our last episode went out your first week of school, mm -hmm. and then my first week was right after, and that was, like, four weeks ago. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, like, we've been without an episode for a hot minute with no explanation, Uh, but. Yeah. We, Emily and I were like texting and talking about it and then she told me she was sick and I was like damn that sucks text her about it a few days later and I'm like hey like so what's the deal and Emily's like by the way did I tell you it was COVID <laughs> no <laughs> I immediately <laughs> left out that it was COVID yeah so I had fevers for both of my sicknesses and definitely a fever dream to the max because I thought I texted everyone like, by the way, I had no. COVID if you saw me this weekend or, like, just, you know, be aware that you could have COVID. Um, but, no, that didn't happen until a few days later when I went through text messages and people started asking me how I was doing and, like, did I know what it was yet? I'm like, yeah, I told you it was COVID. I'm like, mm, no, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> tell me it was what? So I had to go back through and be like, did I tell this person? No. Let me tell her. 
messy. Oh, it was weird. Funny, though. Very funny. But, no, yeah. No, yeah. Damn. It's really been, like, four months since we recorded and, like, four weeks since we've posted. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Time, time, time goes on. We'll be okay. I also think it's fun that, like, our last episode, the one we posted right before our hiatus, I guess, for the past four weeks, was, like, really good. Like, oh, yeah, that was really fun. It was the Candace Montgomery, and I believe you did subliminal messaging, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because it's called subliminal girlies. I did end on subliminal messaging. (laughs) You really ended on... Dude, we were fucking around in that recording, though. I don't know if you remember, but there were multiple times we stopped and we're like, there's a subliminal message in this podcast. Did you hear it? Like, (laughs) we just started (laughs) gaslighting everyone. No, really. We really were just like, eat it, bitch. (laughs) Like, and it was... It had to be fine. Oh, yeah. No, I think we were both just so over school. We're like, let's talk about something just absurd. (laughs) Let's talk about something whack as hell. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, yeah. No, I was excited to record again, though. It's fun to tell I stories. It. There was, like, so I much stuff it. that I learned about this. Some of that was like, I can't wait to talk about that on the podcast. I'm, like, trying to keep this mental log of all the things I have to try yeah. to cover now. The break from recording, like, I know it wasn't, it wasn't a whole four-month break from posting. Like, obviously, we kept posting, but... The whole time, I was like, wow, I'm suddenly saving a thousand true crime TikToks again. Like, it felt like a nice reset. Yeah, I could, like, catch my breath and find something yeah. I want to talk. I wasn't, like, scrambling, oh, what do I want to talk about this week? And we moved so fast, like, at the end of the semester, like you were saying. Oh, yeah, because we tried to stockpile them, so I was literally just trying to get a pump content out. Cranking them out, and it was it was exhausting. And we didn't even do as many as we planned to. We were like three mm-hmm. short. But now we're back and better <laughs> than ever. Let's go. And also the the morbid and the macabre started over the summer. Yeah, and the TikToks went crazy. Yeah, we have like we beat our yearly goal. Like yeah, we, I we forgot we did that. A thousand TikTok followers by December, and we're at sixteen hundred right now. December? We budgeted for December? Yeah. And we're already we wanted there? We wanted uh, nine or 600 followers by September. Bro. Yeah, so we're about a thousand over. We really lowballed ourselves there. <laughs> we really fucking did. <laughs> Hold on, I'm actually checking our latest TikTok right now. Did you see that I changed my TikTok picture to Buck Wild? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's also my Instagram picture now. <laughs> Okay, well, should we start? Probably. Yeah. We can keep talking, too, throughout. I'm sure we will. Okay. Um, I have a topic today. Oh, no. What is it? Wait, last thing. <laughs> we had, my job had inventory not that long ago, right? And inventory is, like, an overnight shift. Everybody works. They buy us pizza. We all come in our pajamas. It's a whole thing. But, like, we have to scan every everything, and it takes hours. Ooh. Um, but I got put, my team had like all new people. I didn't know a single one of these people. And I was like, well, fuck, miserable. Okay. Halfway through inventory, they, 
uh, for some reason, like their AirPods are out because we were allowed to wear our AirPods and they start talking and I catch bits and pieces of what they're saying and it's all true crime. Oh, and I was like, ain't no fucking way. Like, <laughs> take my headphones out, like participate a little bit. And then we start the he's like, you know what I really fuck with? You know that John Bonet Ramsey case? <laughs> oh no! D-ramp. We all looked at each other and was like, "So the brother did it, right?" Like, yeah. and, and then we were talking about like Steven Stainer and all this stuff. And then I, I slipped, because um, we were talking about conspiracies. And I was like, "Yeah, my co-host covered the Marilyn Monroe conspiracy." And they were like, "Back up, back up, co-host." <laughs> What's a co-host? And I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> I've done this too many times." Or I was like, "Yeah, lie, I lie, lie. lie. <laughs> <laughs> And no, it was just fun. Like, I made a bunch of new work friends, and they said they would listen to the podcast. Let's so, go. Hi, guys. <laughs> You've made it this far. Or if you listen backwards, hello. Caroline, turn around and go back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no cutting. Ooh, last, last thing. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Hi. Um, Aaron recommended me a new podcast. And this podcast specifically, Erin didn't listen to in chronological order. Like, she started backwards. I started forwards. Got obsessed with the first season. Caroline now listens to it. We're, it, we're just corrupting people. Have you listened to Something Was Wrong yet? No. <laughs> Bro. Mind-blowing shit. Ooh. Mind-blowing shit. It's like, it, her name is Tiffany. And at least in the first season, the whole first season is just one story. And it's just crazy. But, like, this this podcast goes from, like, the first season is, like, why did she call off her wedding the day, like, the week before? Which just, it sounds like it's nothing. The, the shit that happens, <laughs> insane. The second season, about a girl who has Munchausen's by proxy. Ooh. And, like, it's a friend of a friend. I don't know what season three is about. Season four is a guy who survived Jonestown. What the heck? And, like, he and his son are being interviewed and, like, talking about Jonestown. And he's like, yeah, I knew I was in a cult. They just wouldn't let me leave. Like, Oh, my gosh. There's 13 seasons. Ah. And it's sick. Anyway, that's your PSA to listen to Something Was Wrong. Shout out. That's Tiffany the end. Reese the ad place so amazing i already posted it in the discord i believe in our podcast recommended category <laughs> but anyway hi caroline hi erin should we start <laughs> yeah what's your topic ghosts guess ghost um <laughs> i haven't thought about ghost in so long your hint mississippi what if i just got it <laughs> I mean, it a, i've done that is a haunted place or a person when i know a name or like an area house haunted house in mississippi no <laughs> okay the mcraven house mm, i don't know i don't know tell me a little bit more i'll see if i know okay so first of all it's the most haunted house in the south bullshit <laughs> i think every article starts with that it's the most haunted blah 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 
Yes. And it's like, you can't say that if you have not been to New Orleans. The city is haunted, bro. All of it. Um, The dirt. So, shut the fuck up. Ghost worms. Anyway. It's been featured on Life Magazine, National Geographic Magazine, 48 Hours. And this whole town is, like, so insanely haunted that Ghost Adventures did, like, a multi-episode special on it. Mm. Going to different places all in this one town because it's insanely haunted. And they did a whole episode on the McRaven house, which I did not watch because I couldn't find anywhere to pirate it. Huh. Yeah. Made it stupidly complicated. And I'm not paying for Discovery Plus. It's, it's the random stuff that's hard to pirate. Like, it'll yes. be every other episode of some show. You can get the even episodes, but not the odd episodes. It's, like, always super specific. And it's dumb. Mm-hmm. 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 But it's, like, crazy, crazy haunted. Um, because, first of all, this house is older than the state of Mississippi. <laughs> it is older than Mississippi. It, no. <laughs> what... So it's a manor house in what is now Vicksburg in what then was someplace. I think it was called like Walnut Lane. It was something dumb. <laughs> um, but it's pre-Civil War era. And it's on the National Register for uh, Historical Places. It's been on the Mississippi Department of Archives and History's Historic Preservation List since January 8th of 1978. Okay. It, it, it's been a historic place for a long fucking time. Um, but it gets its name because, so, originally, the house had a different name, and it was, um, it was actually called the Bob House, B-O-B-B, on Harrison, or, on McRaven Street. The street has been renamed Harrison Street, and it became the McRaven House. Okay. Commemorating yeah. the street. Right. They named the street after him. The Mercer's legacy is secure. Sure. And all he had to do was die. That's <laughs> a lot less work. We ought to give it a try. Okay. When did McRaven die? How are you going to get your debt plan through? I guess I'm finally going to have to listen to you. Really? Talk less. Anyway. <laughs> so originally, house wasn't really a house. It was like a kitchen with a bedroom above it. No stairs. How'd you no get... No stairs. Pull down ladder. Okay. So it's in the attic? No. <laughs> it's just one box on top of another box. That's so It had funny. a ladder. Um, ye yeah. old loft. Like, <laughs> ye old studio apartment. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the name <laughs> of this week's episode let's go so it's built by this guy named andrew glass sick name name. yeah in night in 1797 and it's a way station for pioneers because like specifically it was a station for the pioneers who were on their way to nashville along the natchez trace like with the mississippi river and all that oh by the walnut hills was what the town used to be called. Now it's Vicksburg. 
It reminds me what of a terrible uh, place Plants vs. Zombies with the big walnut guys. Do you remember when I played? I beat that game waiting in lines at Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> I downloaded and beat it in the same, like, five-day period. <laughs> but Andrew Glass, not just the owner, he was a highway man. Okay? Uh-huh. Robbing people on the trace. Let's go. He was actually part of, like, a gang, bro. Like, this is gang warfare shit. He would go rob these travelers and then come back to his house with the loot. And that's why his house didn't have stairs. Because Mans was crazy paranoid that somebody would kill him in his sleep. So he was like, I'm just going to pull the ladder up at night. Oh, okay. So that no one can get up. Okay. Not that dumb. It, it carries. I definitely see the thought process. Right. So he was a notorious criminal. He'd rob people and he would murder people. Okay. Both. Um, yeah. So, his death, when he died, he's the first person to die in this house. Every article had, like, a slightly different version of events. Um, One article said his death was described as surprising. (laughs) Surprising. Yeah. There's a lot of different versions of it. Oh, like he just keeled over. I guess. Like. Okay. There's a slew of different versions of it and in some it's like he killed himself in some it was like some accident i saw one that he like fell down no not the not the, the, most, the ladder right the ladder comes back to bite him in the ass <laughs> the most common was that he was somehow killed by his wife some articles said estranged wife okay I thought it was an important adjective. She Um, probably was mad about the ladder. (laughs) She's like, bro, we do not have to climb up this every night. No, imagine if she was, like, pregnant or something. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, the the most common version of the story is that he is out robbing people, as he do, and he gets shot. Okay. And he manages to stumble his way home, get upstairs... (laughs) I say upstairs, up ladder. Yeah, up ladder. And demanded that his wife finish him off so that he couldn't be put to death by lynching. Okay. Like, so he he couldn't be hanged. Okay. So she, in some versions, she shoots him. In some versions, she slits his throat. Brutal. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. But yeah. So, Mr. Glass, that's a movie. It's a very good movie. Um, first person to die in the house. Okay. This next dude comes along. Sheriff Stephen Howard. <laughs> very plain so, name. Yeah. We had a fun oh, name. He's, he's plain. Wait, and, wait until you meet John Bob. <laughs> yeah, he's a wild one, John Bob. <laughs> Um, but no, so Sheriff Stephen Howard, he gets the house, um, and then he, he's what, like, makes the studio apartment, um, into a home. Okay. Right, he makes this house a home. It's a studio home. It's a studio home. (laughs) Okay. But he adds, like, the dining room, another bedroom, uh, patios, balconies, porches, and he adds a stairwell. Wow. 
the legacy of the ladder dies here. No, the yeah. second person to die in the house is the ladder. It's the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was funny. <laughs> um, but so because he expanded, he didn't like tear down the house and rebuild. He like built around it. So this section of the house still exists and is called the pioneer section. And it's called that because, like, now, because there's, spoiler alert, but there's another uh, renovation later. When you look at the house, you can see what time period everything was built during, like, from the outside. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, like, there's very clearly an older section. There's a brick section. There's a wood section. Like, you can see what happened. Um, Super cool. But... The sheriff's wife is actually uh, the second person, third, if you count the latter, <laughs> who died in this home. Okay. She died during childbirth. No, okay. So she dies during childbirth in the middle bedroom um, in late August, the same year that they buy the house. <laughs> oh. So she's she was only 15. Oh. Yeah. And uh, all, a lot of her personal stuff is still there, including her wedding shawl. What? That's creepy. Yeah. It's 1836, almost 200 years ago. Not almost 200 years ago. Yeah, no, yeah. That's cl- close enough. Now comes John Bob. Okay. Okay, John H. Bob. Two Bs. <laughs> B-O-B-B. Okay. <laughs> 13 years later, John Bob steps in, okay? Okay. John Bob builds the rest of the house. Okay, he's the the last renovation. Yeah, Greek revival. Oh, (laughs) Greek revival style. (laughs) Um, He builds the parlor, the master bedroom, another staircase, and a changing room, but the gag is this changing room is only for men. (laughs) Is there no women's changing room? I don't know. It's a men's changing room, and that's what John Bob intended. And you know what? I can't fight it. Yeah, I, no, go for it. Go for it, John Bob. John Bob owns this house for like a minute. All right. He's the owner that sees it through the Civil War. Okay. Listen to this shit, dude. When I was researching <laughs> it, I don't usually like get into haunted houses. Like I do because it's interesting, but I'm more like, where's the ghosts? The history of this place, this place was just like in the middle of the civil war like in it like the war is happening around the house john bob the call is is coming from inside the house like oh (laughs) what were you saying i feel like it was gonna be funny uh i totally blanked oh yeah no just john bob is in there making coffee and his like whole house is rattling and he's like (laughs) (laughs) trying to hold the cup still actually i'll talk about it later but like tfil comes to this house yay but there's a point where they're in the house and this house is like so there's a house and where like the sidewalk would be it's just train tracks <laughs> that still are like running oh so, like, no the house will just like violently shake <laughs> oh no that's awful <laughs> anyway civil war okay okay the siege of vicksburg okay 1863 walnut hill walnut hill okay this house 
becomes a Confederate field hospital and a campsite. All right. How many haunted houses can say that? This was a field hospital during the Civil War. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Crazy talk. You know why? Because it was this house was fighting, okay? <laughs> it served its time. This house is a veteran. Yes. <laughs> but because it was so close to the railroad. Oh, like, okay. Literally right next to it. So there was a lot of fighting happening. This house is hit by cannon fire from both sides of the war. <laughs> oh, no. It's still standing, but this house is being pelted by literal cannonballs, dog. That's wild. Cannonballs. All while vet, like, all of, while these injured Confederate soldiers are being tended to in the fucking front parlor. There's <laughs> allegedly, like, bodies buried in the backyard. Like, Whoa. Countless men died here. But eventually spoiler alert for the civil war the <laughs> union wins well no okay. way okay um so vicksburg on this way to this victory it does fall to the union soldiers um mm, so and like legend says that there are soldiers bodies still buried on the property it's not too far-fetched but there's no like confirmed records okay. but the 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 source that said that though that said that there were bodies was from a news article um that was written about ghost hunters coming to the house and the quote about the bodies came from the tour guide okay so like somewhat credible but back to john bob where the money is oh he's still here soldiers yeah, John Bob's still here, bro. John Bob <laughs> lives through the Civil War. <laughs> Why they're in his house tending to wounded soldiers. He's just like, morning, y'all. Bro, John Bob's house was hit by cannon fire. <laughs> and he's the still cow- here. The, the house he just fucking renovated. Imagine you buy a flipper to make a quick buck, and your house is hit by fucking cannon fire. After the Cannonballs. Greek revival. <laughs> And I know John Bob was a man who cared about architecture. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I'm an empath. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but so what happens is there's some there's an altercation right between John Bob and a bunch of Union soldiers. So specifically what happened is so the soldiers, the Union starts occupying the town and six drunk soldiers start picking flowers from the mcraven garden on private property like they're in the fence john bob is pissed tells them to go and they refuse so they start cursing and yelling at each other and john bob actually picks up a brick and throws it at the sergeant who hits the ground like he hits him in the head with a fucking brick (laughs) the soldiers leave they disperse and they're they swear that they're gonna come back and they're gonna burn the house to the ground oh no because john bob just hit the fucking soldier with a brick okay (laughs) they didn't succeed (laughs) so instead of fighting with them more john bob the original karen decides to talk to their manager (laughs) so he goes to um the the field commander of vicksburg okay his name is (laughs) they're picking my flowers w Slocum. You want to know how that's spelled? <laughs> Slow cum. S L O 
C-U-M. Man's got bullied for sure. Henry Slocum. Okay. <laughs> um, but Slocum is really dismissive and just says, I'll handle it. I'll handle it. John Bob doesn't believe him. But whatever. He's like, fine. I guess I'll go home. He goes home and there's 25 Union soldiers waiting for him. Ooh. So they grab him and they take him to Stout's Bayou, which is about 100 yards away. Shoot him. Mm. Execution style. Like Ooh. his back and his face. Dang. Okay. Brutal. His death is actually the first recorded act of violence by Union troops after the siege of Vicksburg. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Over flowers. Ugh. Yeah. But his widow, her name is Selena Bob, she actually, like, ends up selling the house and leaves. Um, she moves to a family plantation in New Orleans. I And I don't know, um, so that, that quote came from mainly Wikipedia, but also other sources that his widow moved to New Orleans. But only one of the articles gave a plantation name, and it was Sunnyside. But Sunnyside, I'm pretty sure, when, from what I googled, is in Arizona. Oh. Like, I, I don't know if there was a Sunnyside in New Maybe Orleans. Maybe it was just, like, a, a, oh, a local name. Like, it just had... Yeah. It wasn't known by Sunnyside, but everyone called it Sunnyside or something. Right. But regardless, that's where she goes. Okay. And then this guy, he buys it. His name is William Murray. Okay. okay. He and his wife are side characters okay side characters at best they're the parents of the main characters but he and his wife ellen ellen have four daughters and three sons in this house they live there for a fucking while okay that's a lot they of buy kids. it in 1882 okay and they own the house up until like into the 20th century like they or the 21st century what they own it for a hot fucking second <laughs> Because they have so many kids that it gets passed down yeah, to their children. Yeah. It just keeps going. So, they live so long in the house that they both die in the home. Okay. He dies in 1911. She died in 1921. Okay. The house gets passed on to their children, some of whom go on to also die in the home. So, that was two more deaths from the parents. Three, if you count John Bob. A lot of people do. He's essentially shot in the front yard. Not, it was like 100 yards, but. It was close enough. Yeah. Their daughter, Ida, dies in 1946. An unnamed son. I don't know why he was the only one not given a name <laughs> in any article. Oh, no. Also dies in the home in 1950. Okay. From what? no fucking clue. oh yeah i guess he doesn't have a name they don't know how he died so this house goes to their last two daughters because they had like a bunch of sons too um but i don't know i guess the sons left i don't fucking know yeah it gets left to their last two unmarried daughters all right they both live in alone in the home and never come outside again. Uh, ever? They become these, like, notorious recluses. How'd they get like, groceries? 
like, but it would, it was one of those things where it's like you would see a sister peeking in the window. Ew, that's gross. Like, they live there until, like, old age. Like, they live there forever and they never come outside again. Ye old Instacart. <laughs> like, how do, what do they do? How do they, I'm so concerned over, like, who takes the trash out? Like, we have real questions here. <laughs> so. They have no contact with the outside world except for their doctor, who's a man named Walter Johnston. Um, and they have no modern conveniences at all except one telephone. Okay. But, like, other than that... They're shut in. Ella dies at the age of 81 Ooh. inside the home. Ooh. And then, and then her sister sells the house and moves into a nursing home. But <laughs> Ella was the one keeping him in there. <laughs> but at this point, get this, bro. There is so much disrepair with the house that some of the neighbors did not even know it existed because of how covered in foliage it was. Wow. Like, it looked like part of the landscape. Because it was so covered in vines. The sisters had started to chop up furniture for firewood. No. Like, I shit you not, bro. That's crazy talk. But, so, 1960, right? So, right, right after Ella dies, pretty much. Right after it's sold. It's bought by this guy named O.E. Bradway. And there's, like, some cosmetic restoration, and he opens it up for touring a year after buying it. Okay. So, 1961. A businessman. And this is also when it's put on the National Register of Historic Places. Okay. He doesn't keep it for long, though. He eventually sells it to Charles and Sandra Harvey. Okay. For $75,000. That's pretty good. A steal. Yeah. <laughs> a whole manor. But their closing and a full year of restoration cost nearly a hundred thousand dollars. Because the gag is so when when Bradway buys it, because of how destroyed the house was during tours, certain parts of the house were completely closed off. Ooh. Because you just like couldn't safely go into that part of the house anymore because of how fucked it was. So these new guys buy it from him and essentially finish the restoration that he should have done. Okay. So this is everything, though, like woodwork, but also wiring, plumbing, like plaster, like heavy-duty repairs. Right, like electricity. (laughs) This house is older than Mississippi. (laughs) But this guy, his name is Mr. Little of Jackson. Okay. Crazy. (laughs) And that was his name in every article? I did not find a first name. (laughs) Mr. Little of Jackson. Um, How do you get titles like that? But, no, it gets worse. He's a master of specifically plaster restoration. Okay. (laughs) You can title yourself whatever you want. (laughs) Uh, Plaster restoration. 
but he comes through and like starts restoring all of the ceiling medallions and shit like cool. all the greek revival architecture from john bob let's go better messed also, up by cannons this is also insane because they had a sample of the original carpet from john bob from the era and once again two different sources two different things slightly disagreed but both agree that they either had this carpet professionally reproduced or they found the company that manufactured it in the first place that's wild got it reproduced but it was this company in georgia and it was for the parlor the front entry the stairwell and the upstairs bedroom which is just a lot of carpet yeah but it's like the same exact carpet that's that's some some good work i I enjoy the 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 ends brought to the restoration no yeah they also got authentic paint wallpaper fabrics furniture like they went hard real deal and and then the front and the back porch had been previously roped off because of structural damages and they repaired that they found out some of the rafters get this had never been repaired following the cannon fire <laughs> from the civil war they're like yeah it'll hold <laughs> it held from the cannons it'll it'll keep holding there were railings that had cannon fire <laughs> that's so funny so they fixed those and then, so they, they, the family never lives in the house. They choose not to. Okay. They did spend a few nights there to perfect, protect it from vandalism. Okay. I don't know who's vandalizing a historic building. Uh, the but, hooligans. But eventually in 1984, they do move to a different state and end up selling it. To this guy named Leland French for $275,000. Okay. He does live in the first, he does live in the home. Yeah. That's fun. And he's, he's the first person to live here in two decades. Ooh. And like, he does a few modern restorations, like the kitchen, the bathroom basement, like more modern amenities. Um, but it's still like largely 19th century and it's when he's owning it that it gets featured in national geographic and the big thing about national geographic is it's called the time capsule of the south because Mm. you can essentially see the house from before the civil war through it and after in one building yeah that's really cool the and leland thought it was cool too (laughs) until the ghosts showed up (laughs) yeah yeah real time capsule stuffs this poor dude was just harassed (laughs) a ghost broke his nose what pushed him to the ground so hard that his nose shattered on impact oh that another time he's digging through a drawer and the drawer slams shut and breaks both of his thumbs (laughs) <laughs> like harassing harassing 
And that's not even counting all of like the usual ghost activity, the footsteps, the slamming doors, the lights on and off. And move so but it quick. Was, it was the breaking of his thumbs that put him up for it. He was like, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, it's your thumbs. <laughs> you need those. So 2007, he puts it up for sale. It stays on the market for eight years <laughs> because no one fucking wants it. Yeah, you can't it's, be like, they broke my thumbs. I want to sell it. <laughs> I'm not buying that, bud. And his nose. Yeah. But May of 2007, he puts it up for sale. It's bought in 2015. Okay. By Stephen and Kendra Reed. And this is when it's open for the historic tours and the ghost tours that are still active today okay okay that was a lot of history mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i caught up i think i kept up i was going real fast I'm, i got I'm it relearning how to be a podcast host yeah i'm i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna need a crash course <laughs> but this house is haunted point blank period like what they find at least five people have died here, right? Since? Okay. No, no. Okay. No. <laughs> I got up. Like, that took me a second. I was like, oh, you mean they're killing people? First they break thumbs and now they're just <laughs> killing people. No, the ghost wars are up front. <laughs> oh, there's this town. There's this building in my town, redacted. I'm pretty sure it's a front for the mafia. Mm. Anyway. So at least five people that we know of has died in the house, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have the former owner, John Bob, who was murdered right outside. And that number does not count any of the soldiers. Yeah. I almost forgot about them. Because we don't have an accurate number. Mm-hmm. So this house is fucking haunted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Some, some weird stuff's going on here. Okay. And Mary is behind a lot of it. Okay. She do be fucking shit up, okay? She's the 15-year-old that died during childbirth. Yeah. Like, way back in the beginning. And the house has, it's like monster house. Like, the heart of this house is that bedroom that she died in. Okay. And she haunts it because the gag is her original bed is still in the home. No. And her funeral notice is sitting directly beside it. <laughs> oh, I hope no one so, sleeps in that. That's so weird. Just how she, a bed someone died in. She So she, like, fucks with the lamps. <laughs> and, like, moves stuff. And <laughs> She's redecorating. The, so before Leland moved in, there like, the guy who broke his thumbs, there was a couple... Um, that didn't live in the house but were like occupied like they had it in their possession for a time being but like i believe they had children and like lived down the street or something so that whatever but they would get calls in the middle of the night that the lights were on oh in mcraven in that bedroom and impressions of her body will appear on the bed no as if she is laying there no uh I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No. Yeah. (laughs) 
It gets worse, though, because she's everywhere, okay? She's not constrained to the bedroom. She just sleeps there. Mary just sleeps there. She's seen everywhere, okay? The, The staircase and the dining room are popular. Her wedding shawl is also still in the house, and people will, like, touch it and say it's, like, hot. Oh. Like, it'll burn them. Um, some people says it's ripped out of their hands completely. Weird. Yeah. But there's this one quote. Listen to this shit. Okay. I got this from a news article. Um, hold on. Let me credit it before. Uh, WJTV. Okay. Um, quote. We had a family one night. A mother was carrying around her two-year-old daughter in the Mary Elizabeth room, which is one of our more active rooms in the house. As she was carrying her around, the little girl kept squirming and wanted to get down. Mama finally got tired of it and let her down. She's walking around and mom's not really paying attention, but when the mother looks over, she sees her little girl walking around the room with her hand in the air like she's holding an adult's finger Ooh. <laughs> so mary was literally like because mary is notorious for messing with children and pregnant women so it was like mary just like took her hand and started walking her around the house <laughs> the tour yeah <laughs> and like she's super active so she'll put her hands like pregnant women will feel hands like uh-uh. touching their stomachs and then on top of that she'll move cabinets and swipe at furniture from underneath the bed oh like reach out mm-hmm. gross Mm-mm. isn't it if i saw a hand come out stomp it on it <laughs> so leland when he was living there was being harassed a lot by william murray who was one of the original owners but he kept seeing him on the staircase. Mm-hmm. But the first time it, it happened, um, he realized who it was. Like, at first, Leland is like, who the, who the fuck's in my house? Then he, in this order, realizes it's William, realizes he's dead, <laughs> and then takes off. Like, to the original John Bob bedroom. Okay. Locks the door, and then later gets the house blessed. Oh my gosh. No, he was so scared. <laughs> I think it's funny that, like, all the owner- other owners were like, yeah, I'm going to buy it and do ghost tours. And Leland, meanwhile, just wanted, like, a calm, happy life. Yeah, he was just living in there. Was broken. <laughs> the, the the ghosts are like a like a child that just needs attention. Like, yeah. they just wanted They to wanted tours, to be bro. on display. Andrew Glass is also here. And he's described as a pretty devious spirit yeah he's a highway man yeah but like specifically that he'll spook women with quote wandering hands oh but he is described as a creep a murderer that's second okay vicious <laughs> and last but certainly not least evil <laughs> <laughs> we got that one with context clues okay <laughs> but he his bedroom is another like hot spot of activity and on one occasion a chair lifted up out of off of the ground 
and slams back down by itself. Like, he just likes causing a ruckus. Has anyone ever seen him climb the ladder? Like, you know how, like, videotape stuff? Oh, That'd be creepy if someone just climbed an invisible ladder into the ceiling. Oh, my God, that'd be so scary. I didn't see anything about it, but I guarantee it's probably happened. We gotta go find out. We'll document it. We simply must be there. We're close to Mississippi. Cover girl. (laughs) It's like a three-hour drive. Not even, like, two. It's pretty close. Less than that. We could stay at my mom's house. There we go. Anyway. John Bob will sometimes tap on the window glass. I don't know how they know that that's John and not a bird. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, anyone else ever. (laughs) Facts. But you can also smell his cigar smoke. Okay. In his room. But... (laughs) Ella and Annie, right? So, back to the crazy sisters. They stayed in there, yeah. Yeah. So, there's one story about the sisters that was, like, everywhere. And it was that while they owned the home, it had been used as the staging area for the funeral of a state senator okay they had his body like you know in the casket in the center of the room they were so reclusive though that they either didn't know or didn't care and it sat in the home for days after the funeral rotting in the parlor one version of the story was that he was actually never removed and he bloated and decomposed in the parlor. Ew. Why were they in the house? <laughs> Just because it looked cool? The The senator was Harry Murray. Okay. So it's possible that he was from the lineage of the Murrays who were the mm-hmm. original people, but but now people will say that the parlor smells like death right okay i that people just know and, what death smells like right but it like <laughs> people will say it smells like rot or yeah. decomposition and other people say it smells like freshly cut flowers i.e funeral flowers yeah yeah that's so weird and if you got left there mm-mm so the last oh i think i skipped this one actually um on one occasion a tour guide like cleaned up a stack of dominoes one night and left them on the coffee table and the next morning she came in and they were all over creepy someone getting a midnight game of dominoes in but tfil comes right oh yeah we fucking we love tfil actually let me get get the i I know uh, elton Corey, tfil mick Raven House. Because I know somebody else is with them and I want to make sure everybody's credited. They come to the McRaven House side note right after they go to the Myrtles Plantation. Um, All right. So it's Elton, Corey, Corbin, Evan, Jonah, Jack. Okay. But Jonah is the camera guy that keeps, quote, <laughs> they each have like things next to their name and it's Jonah, the camera guy that keeps getting hurt. No. <laughs> And Jack Bell, our incredible editor. But, so, we've seen a lot of TFIL. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Oh, no. 
like the way that the series of events transpired like i'm gonna do it a disservice you should watch the video because it really is crazy the way things just dominoes so they like go the last story <laughs> but they go for their overnight series um so and they they have a lot of equipment with them so they have one of those sensors it's like the little box with the antenna sticking out of it you know the one they, they sense motion yeah like close so, like yeah, yeah. i so know nobody start- saw my hand do what i did but <laughs> i know what it does <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it literally is just a box with an antenna sticking out. And, like, if you get too close to it, it starts, like, making noise. Yeah, like, if you, um, if you like those instruments, when you stick your hand by it, it starts, like, mm-hmm. making a noise. And the, the goal is for you to set that box in the middle of an empty room with no one close to it. Because it, it does, you have to get pretty fucking close to it to set it off. Um, like, you have to, like, almost touch it. But the goal is to set it somewhere so that when it goes off, you will know motion is going off, right? And it's not affected by things like wind or, like, that. Like, it's it, somebody has to touch the pole. So they turn it on to demonstrate. And they're talking about their equipment. Like, they, they turn it on, they touch it, they set it down, they keep talking. Um, and it's silent, right? And then it starts going off like in front of them so they're all kind of just like looking at each other and elton meanwhile is getting like weird vibes Mm. so he decides that he is going to change the battery on camera just to prove like the battery might be faulty okay he changes it goes off even more oh then it starts to change in pitch and we watch live as the machine drains a brand new battery. <laughs> oh, no. No cuts. No cuts. Elton is changing the battery, a brand new battery. We listen to it die. Oh. Like, it goes from high-pitched beeps to beep, 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 beep. Oh, mm-mm. That's horror movie mm-hmm. level of, like, mm-mm. They change the antenna. Oh, they have backup antennas? They test four other batteries. Oh my gosh. Will not stop. Finally. Finally it shuts up. Corey, ever the one to talk to the ghosts, says, If there's a spirit in this house and you're trying to drain the battery, could you do it again, please? Immediately. No. I hate that. Yeah another brand new battery is completely drained he also asks it to stop and it does oh no Mm -mm. so they walk onto the other side of the room they put it on the ground they back up and they start talking to it but they're straight up like shooting the shit and they're joking about their equipment because they have like also like the cat balls they have like the the the, uh, the readers like everything mm-hmm. and the cat balls are like for those of you who don't know literal cat balls like the, toys. the gooey like gel things with the lights in them that are meant to like keep your cat occupied you can do the same thing with ghosts essentially like you put them down and if they start lighting up it means something touched it they're talking <laughs> it's crazy to watch they're talking shooting the shit joking everything starts going off at once 
the cat balls, the motion sensor thing again, everything. Their camera completely drains of battery. Like, it, it's affecting the tools linear, linearly, too, like it's walking. Ooh. Like, it's this thing happens over here, and then right next to it, this thing happens, and then right next to it, this thing happens, and then right next to it, this thing happens, in, like, a semicircle around the room. It completely drains their, their backup camera. No. At least, at least Elton, the main camera on. It wants Elton the footage. swaps the battery for another one. <laughs> has to <laughs> has to change the battery. They they start talking with it like, no, it's it is crazy. And they start doing the yes or no thing with the beeps. Elton is trying to get it to break his nose, but like throughout the whole Bold. thing, they're talking to it and like it's responding. That's so cool. Like, you can, they could tell, like, when it started to leave the room and stuff. Like, no, it was crazy, bro. It was the coolest TFL, TFIL video I've seen in a while. I am very excited for this. Definitely worth it. But, yeah. That's the McRaven house. Oh, I'm so excited to watch that. It, it no, it was, when I was watching it, I was literally, like, in no fucking way. Can you? I was, like, how, do, they still I was, like, how did they wars? fake that? Yeah, how do you set yeah. that up? That's always what I'm asking with the video. Like, I believe a lot of them, even if it's, like, against my better judgment, I'll be like, I'll trust that you didn't rig this for me for this video, even though you make money off of these. Right. But it's still, like, I always, like, how could you rig it if you were to? And, and some of it, you just, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I gotta like go do my- it for myself, though, to believe it 100%. <laughs> oh. In my... Oh my god, I might cough. Hold on. <clears throat> In my brain, it was like, especially the batteries changing. Mm-hmm. Because they go through a total of like six or seven of them across their equipment. Like, they keep having to change it because the same thing is happening over and over again. And unless every single one of those batteries was virtually dead, like, there's no way that that could have been organized. Like, every single battery would have had to have been virtually dead they would have had to somehow set the sensor off somehow know it's going to drain the battery on camera switch it out for another almost dead battery like it's too much five times and then also their camera dies like elton shows them like shows the camera like this this was fully charged and now it's not like elton even starts making like not jokes but when he starts the battery process he like almost gives a disclaimer where he's like i know a lot of people don't see us ever maintain our equipment on camera because all of like the battery changing and the charging is usually done off camera but like you're watching me you're seeing me change it like you're seeing it die in my hands after i just changed it like yeah crazy talk did they still do the the ghost tours? Yes. Okay. The last time I checked, I'll do it again, but do 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 do. The McRaven house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The history tours are Monday through Thursday, noon to five. Friday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sunday is 1 to 5. Final tours are given at 4.30 p.m. daily. The haunted tours are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. That's a weekend trip right there. No, literally. That'd be <laughs> such a good trip. I don't have school on Fridays. I do. 
we could go after you get out of class yeah it's an 8 a.m so it's pretty out the way you you could stop here on your way we could carpool this is this is all true information that we should keep there in is, mind there oh, there are specialty candlelight tours <laughs> no the week of halloween only like the weeks the weekends leading up to halloween it's friday and saturday the 21st and the 22nd friday and saturday and sunday the 28th the 29th and the 30th no why are you saying no we should go no i want to do it so bad yeah <laughs> yeah let's see how far of a drive it is google maps google maps <laughs> um the nick raven house <laughs> Okay, directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me those directions. Choose your starting point. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Here. <laughs> I almost started reading off my address. <laughs> two hours. Oh, yeah. Okay, easy. It's it's two hours and 20 minutes, but Lux could probably make it in an hour and a half. That's closer than my mom's house. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. I drive two hours to do something for a day. Like, definitely a weekend trip. That's... <laughs> and then the whole town is haunted. Yeah. So we could go see the other ones. Yeah, I'm down. We're going on a weekend ghost trip. <laughs> Respond to me. Pretend like you're excited. <laughs> Lux, I know you can hear me. <laughs> Lux looked at me. And is still just looking. Like, <laughs> I said we're going on a weekend ghost trip. Okay, where? It's two hours away. Okay, where? Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi. Get out of here with that ass backward Alabama looking ass shit. I don't want to go to Mississippi. You know you don't want to go to Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's for a ghost tour. That's where the swamp people live. <laughs> That's where the swamp people live. The people who fuck their cousins live there. We're the swamp people, and the cousin fucking is in Bama. It's it's in Mississippi. Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough. Lex is brutal. I fucking hate it there. That's anyway. why they're 50th in everything. Everything. <laughs> fucking look up worst education, Mississippi. I think it's us. I think it's Louisiana. No, we're 49th, and they're 50th. I'm fucking telling you, they're worse than everything. Everything! For good reason. Fuck Mississippi. I'm leaving all of this in, and if (laughs) you live in Mississippi, I'm so sorry, but, like, I am not sorry. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry that you are in Mississippi. (laughs) No, you know how, like, high schools have rivalries? Like, I feel like our states have rivalries. Yeah. We're fighting for the worst Every other category, we're 50th and they're 49th. It's literally, we need to get out of here. We need to leave. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I have to graduate. But, like, no, straight up. It's like, I feel like Mississippi hates Louisiana just as much as Louisiana hates Mississippi. (laughs) For no reason, too. When we had to evacuate for the hurricane, I felt like an asylum seeker like no one was nice to us like everyone could tell we were the college kids evacuating for a hurricane yeah and it was very scary like it's like i'm gonna get jumped in a parking lot but i ate a lot of shrimp it was a good time no it wasn't no it wasn't it was not 
But well, would you like to intermission? Yes, I have to be so bad. N- me too. Okay, okay. and intermission. <laughs> Hey, while we have you captive, please go like our TikToks. Yeah. It makes me really (laughs) (laughs) self-conscious. Some do really well, and some don't. I think that's just, like, how TikTok works, though. Like, even on big creative page, like, the the views on anyone's page Mm -hmm. is, like, all over the... It's not like YouTube, where you, like, consistently hit the same marks. Like, it, it has a general trend. It's just, like, sporadic on TikTok. Yeah. The way the algorithms work. But please like them. Please. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> please and thank you. Dude, we got so much, like, mean comments that I was like, Abs- I can't do this. Like, I wasn't <laughs> built for this. <laughs> there were days where I was like, I'm depressed. And then there were days where, like, I'm about to get into a fight with an old woman. Like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people realize... I guess because we don't say it on there in all the videos, but it's just, like, it's just little snippets from the podcast. And people are like, right. why can't you finish the story? And it's like, we yeah. we do in the podcast yeah. episode. And my I favorite. get, like, some people need that spelled out for them every time. But my favorite guy. <laughs> Actually, I have a lot of favorite interactions with commenters, but one commented essentially something along those lines, like, wow like you're it's something like you can't even finish a story like blah 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 blah. and I responded back like nice like on the podcast page I was like oh like sorry if there was miscommunication like these are or actually I didn't even say sorry I said these are actually clips from the full episodes that are available Spotify iTunes we just post clips because TikTok is too long to post hour and a half long stories he deleted the comment like (laughs) I had another guy that like he commented it didn't make any sense um like at all like is it it the one who said you were gonna go to hell for watching the videos yes he was like it's pretty much sinning because you're listening about the sin happening it was like someone murdered someone they're if you believe in hell they're gonna go there i'm okay i'm okay the person who was fighting with him i don't know if you caught that but that's caroline oh (laughs) who's no i love fighting with him (laughs) i love (laughs) caroline was just like what are you saying (laughs) like what does this mean it was so funny no some of them it's like you can tell that they don't understand the internet at all they're like "Mm, why are you talking while you tell the story it's like this is a it's a podcast. Okay, there was one that was like, cut the mindless chit-chat and get to the story. I was like, bro, Wikipedia is free. Like, yeah, if you want the story, read a book. Like, you <laughs> listen to a podcast to hear the people talk. I don't. But I, I am going to try some different, like, strategies for TikTok because I, I you know, like, even people who weren't being mean were like, I I feel like I'd like it if you posted the whole story. Or, like, I don't know what's happening because it's midway through a story. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I understand that. Like, Like, if you could... Constructive criticism will always be appreciated in this household. don't tell me I'm going to hell. (laughs) That was... I read that, like, super early. Like, absurdly early in the morning. And I, like, put my phone down. I was like, I don't understand a single word of what I just read. 
No, yeah. TikTok be wildin'. Like, some of these people. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, a lot of what we put on TikTok is, like, when we have a funny one-liner or something. Like, it. Yeah. it's part of the way through the story, and we, like, make a joke about it. So, you're like, if you're there for the story part, it doesn't really make sense. But the jokes yeah. land. Because <laughs> um, we're funny. Um. So, yeah. We could, like, I know in the beginning we talked about doing TikTok-specific, like, many versions of the story and like mm-hmm. if you want more details we have a full yeah. episode on it and i think that would fly well with what they're what the crowds are saying on tiktok except that yeah. one guy no that one guy he's gone <laughs> like bro i didn't block him or anything no I I, no one's blocked on the podcast's tiktok but it's like bro you're you're interacting with this one post a lot I think it's so funny that people are so serious about hate comments on TikTok. Yeah. you like, like, bro, com- you're telling the algorithm to show it to you more. Yeah, you're making that, and you're making it be seen by more people. You're making it more popular by interacting with it more. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. it's just like, why interact with content you don't like? In the first place, even if it wasn't an algorithm, even if it just showed you random videos every mm-hmm. single day. If I see something I don't like on TikTok, I just scroll away fast and, like, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Like, it, it's so simple. I have blocked people before for making jokes I didn't like. Yeah, no, it's literally, like, you curate what's on your For You page. Why even bother spending more time than you have to on the stuff you don't like? It's just because right. you want to be somebody's problem. And by somebody, he, they mean me. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're my problem. Stop being mean to me in the TikTok comments. Like, I'm yeah. sensitive. Like, yeah, people are bold in there. They're like, mm, you're the worst. <laughs> it's like, what did, what did we do? I mean, I haven't gotten anyone telling me to kill myself yet. So I count that as a win. Yeah. No, don't take that as an invitation, people. No, please don't. <laughs> please don't. If you really like the podcast, just be nice to us. Just be like, wow, that was really funny great job guys keep up the good work vampire road trip was such a good (laughs) one-liner kentucky fried vampire was some of y'all's best work like (laughs) for real anyway comment on the tiktok though also (laughs) like and comment on tiktoks and if you haven't in a while leave us an itunes review lux started looking at me halfway through that sentence (laughs) I didn't say your name until just now. <laughs> I said like and comment. Anyway, <laughs> like and comment and leave us an iTunes review. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. I have a true crime for you today. Great. Oh, and I should probably share this. For my next three things, I'm going to do stuff I learned about while I was in Arizona. Just because I'm probably going to talk about Arizona anyway because that's where I was the past few months that's uh, just a fun thing also like, yeah and like that's why the theme that's why the podcast was disrupted so might as well tie it in some kind of way is um, one of them gonna be the jackalope it should Wait, you've hesitated <laughs> no but the jackalope would be so fun he's a cool little dude mm-hmm that was my first guess <laughs> for a true crime that's my true crime guess <laughs> The jackalope killed someone. <laughs> the chupacabra. <laughs> no. I'm bringing the joke back. <laughs> um, Bigfoot. What, what? I don't know how to, like, 
it's definitely not a very widespread okay true crime case i found out about it being in this town um okay it happens in arizona spoiler yeah (laughs) and it happens in the 60s along like i don't know what you should try to guess what i should try to make you guess where it takes place or what the case is about it's just not a well-known case so i don't know if you'd know the name at all 60s in arizona Mm-hmm. okay i have no guesses it happens on route 66 so i just is called it, the, it is it the haunted car the haunted car isn't there a car that haunts that route 66 it takes place in a car i didn't find anything about this car specifically being haunted but i am sure because that's a historic road like it's like yeah. the historic buildings so it definitely should and could and very much probably is haunted but i don't mm-hmm. know if this car specifically does adam's trying to call me adam knows we're recording yeah he do adam maybe that means he's him. dying him in a long time just no, yeah, tell make sure okay. Yeah, I'll tell him we're still recording. Um, yeah, okay. So, it happens on Route 66. It is... I don't even know if I should give a name right now. It's the Welch case. Don't know if you would know what that is. I know that that was the name of a professor who I really hated. Okay. They yeah. weren't professors, so... Nice. Good. I have this tiny section in the beginning of mine going over what Route 66 is because I don't know if we have any listeners not in the U.S. or like if everyone have you is- seen cars? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what cars is? But yeah, if you don't know what Route 66 is because it's very much an America thing, it's called the Mother Road, which is funny, uh, and it's a road that spans more than. 2,400 miles across the United States. It starts in Illinois and kind of like goes down and then goes all the way to the Pacific Coast in California. So um, cool. Yeah, it's um, it's peak American core. It's like all <laughs> done up in 60s, 50s style architecture. Lots of neon lights, lots of motels, lots of the really weird pit stops, like the world's mm-hmm. biggest pistachio is one I saw this summer. Uh <laughs> It's like quintessential American road trip route. It's mm-hmm. it's um yeah, it's just a famous road. <laughs> I don't know if other places have famous roads. Uh so it goes through all of northern Arizona, like cuts the top off. Uh mm-hmm. and since I was in northern Arizona all summer, I was constantly on Route 66. It's like you use it to travel. Yeah. Um so you just go back and forth on it and I lived and I, I think I was trying to count earlier and I couldn't quite remember because we moved back and forth a lot but five different areas along the road Sick. so I got to see a lot of it it was really cool um and yeah so I moved like every week so that's half of my time I was on mm-hmm. route 66 just because it's the whole there. top of Arizona right my favorite spot on this road that I got to stay and the setting of this crime what is a tiny, tiny town called Seligman, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> Seligman. Seligman sounds like you're about to make a ligma joke. <laughs> Seligma balls. 
<laughs> no. Okay. So it is extremely small in the middle of the desert. So it's right. Shit. I say right outside of Flagstaff. It's a little less than two hours out of Flagstaff, which is a really okay. big city in Arizona, and a very mountainy area. Uh, very pretty. It looks like Tennessee. It's like full of trees, greenery. Not what you think of when you think of Arizona, mm-hmm. but it's it's super cool. And then you drive just straight out into the desert to get to Seligman. <laughs> and Seligman <laughs> is desert. It's surrounded by canyons. Um, and when I say tiny town, the population size, 700 people. Oh, shit. <laughs> And that's oh, including shit. surrounding areas because they're not part of any <laughs> town. It's just like ranches and stuff that it includes. Mm-hmm. So that's not how many people are even in Seligman. It is extremely so- small. There's one main road, one gas station. This is when I was there, like right now. <laughs> one school, no big grocery stores. It was just like local corner stores or the mm-hmm. gas stations. And there was a family dollar. Um, of course, com- there was a family dollar. There's no chain restaurants. It's all like local none? stuff. None. There's a subway on the interstate kind of close by. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there is just local joints. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. It feels like you're time traveling. It still looks like the, the, the 50s vibe of what mm-hmm. Route 66 is. And it was so fun. Um, and, like, my college campus is bigger than this town. We literally, like, walked the whole town a lot of the days. We were there just to go eat somewhere. Because oh you could walk from one side to the other in, like, 15 minutes. It is crazy small Yo. town. Um, and, like I said, it's just in this valley known as Aubrey Valley. Um, and there's canyons on both sides. There's train tracks that run along Route 66. So the train goes by every day. Um, super cool area. Highly recommend it. You could do the whole town in a day, though. Like, it's not its own trip. (laughs) It's super small. Um, and fun fact, we were talking about cars, because that's, like, Mm -hmm. what Route 66 is. It's a whole movie about that. Radiator Springs is based on Seligman. No fucking way. Yeah, it looks... You're lying. It looks just like Radiator Springs. You're lying. Nighttime rolls around, and you hear all the neons start to come on. That's so cool. It was, it was, this is so hype, and I'm about to tell you about someone dying, so, like, this is not the way I should introduce it. It was just so fun. Is Um, there a cozy cone motel? (laughs) There's a lot of really cozy motels. My favorite place we stayed, like, like, we we did a lot of different lodgings. It was, like, Airbnb, Mm -hmm. camping, tents, cabins, motels, was the motel in Seligman, because it was super cool. It was owned by a Dutch guy and his wife. Mm-hmm. And we wound up, <laughs> it's a, we weren't going to stay Saturday night. We had stayed there all week because we were working mm-hmm. out in the canyons behind a ranch. And um, they needed help with work on Saturday. So they were like, mm-hmm. we'll give you another night free if you work for us. So I got to work at the motel to get a free night. You should have vlogged this experience, <laughs> dude. That sounds awesome. It was so cool. And it felt like the Cozy Cone Motel. It was the comfiest bed I've ever slept in. Bro. It was like, I watched Adventure Time, like, every day. Because they had TVs <laughs> with Rokus on them signed into their nice. accounts. So you had access to, like, everything. <laughs> That's so cool. We watched all the Harry Potter movies. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we have to we have to pivot here. Oh, no. 
we have to go into what this podcast is about and that is which is the mundane our lives oh yeah then i can just tell stories (laughs) where's the morbid part there's a lot of really funny ones we can we can we can discuss further on discord or later (laughs) but i'm gonna jump into the case so we have the welch family they're going on a summer road trip in the 60s uh they are starting in spencer oklahoma and they want to go all the way to Tulare, California. So they're hitting a big chunk of Route 66. No, you're So kidding. they're going to California. Yeah, to see Grandma. Uh, grandma. They are traveling in a 1959 Oldsmobile sedan that was purchased two weeks before the road trip. So that's the car. Um, okay, I like that. It's super new. This happens in 1961, and it's a 1959 model just oh, purchased very shiny very new very comfy very they got money high-end car um so let's take a breather real quick though and go over the family like who we have okay. on this road Our trip cast. yeah so the parents are james who's called jd and you yutha welch it's u-t-h-a it looks like utah spelled wrong yutha utha yutha i'm not Utha-Utha. sure how to say it I say Utha most of the time. I mean, that's what I would think, right? Yeah, because Utha seems to be what it is. Okay, Uh, okay. They are both in their 30s. Cute. JD was a truck driver, and Utha was a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have four sons. That's too many boys. (laughs) Their names are Jimmy, who is 12, Billy, who is 9, Tommy, who is 8, and Johnny, who is five. Those, no. <laughs> Jimmy, Billy, Tommy, and Johnny. You're raising a gang. <laughs> it's so, they all, it's just all the same name, but slightly different. I think it's so funny. <laughs> they are going to see JD's mom, the boy's grandma, for an, uh, she has an upcoming surgery, but the, it's just also been a while, so they want to go mm-hmm. see grandma. Uh, the boys were all big into Boy Scouts and loved to camp, so they brought along their Boy Scout, like, pup tents, uh, and they wanted to camp everywhere they could. Like, it was a whole big trip they were planning. Uh, they start their trip on June 6th, 1961. They plan to be on Route 66 for, like, two to three days. Mm -hmm. Um, they want to stop and do things on the way, see the sights, souvenirs, There's so many souvenir shops. Um, (laughs) And the trip is already over 1,400 miles long. So they have a lot of ground to cover regardless. So it's a road trip, road trip. Mm -hmm. Um, Their first night, uh, they stay in Amarillo, Texas, uh, which is so funny because we spent our first night in Amarillo, Texas. (laughs) And I thought that was funny. And that's actually where we got onto Route 66 because we were coming up from southern Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So we start Route 66 here and go all the way to Arizona on Route 66. The crossover between your real life and <laughs> this podcast is both as fun as it is jarring. Yeah. To be like, wow, here's a scary true crime case. And also, let me tell you this cool snippet about my awesome summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me tell you about this really cheerful experience and also a murder. 
<laughs> the crossover the venn diagram i really hit the the name on the mark this episode morbid and mundane i got the mundane and the morbid covered we're good no, literally <laughs> use this one to, to for the ads uh, <laughs> uh so yeah this point on i drove the same route they did and i just think that's fun uh back to them though second day goes great they decide to stop in ash fork arizona when gas okay. is getting low and it's actually like they had a busy day so it's pretty late at night so they're planning on getting a motel room here um but something happens jd thinks the rooms are way too expensive the mm-hmm. clerk won't budge, and he decides, like, he doesn't want to deal with it. He's just going to drive to find another place to stay. There okay. is a theory here that the clerk tried to raise the price. Like, it was really expensive, and JD mm-hmm. just wasn't being a stick- stickler. Because they drive up in this brand new, really nice, mm-hmm. high-end car. It's super late at night, and they have four young kids. Yeah. So they're like... They're trying to squeeze the money out, hoping that they have no choice but to stay here. Yeah. Um, this has never been confirmed, and it's mostly speculation. Um, it makes a lot of sense. And it makes though. a lot of sense, and nobody, you know, it like clerk will talk about it. It's isn't there like cases of like motels and hotels prices increase past a certain time? Yeah, on weekends, certain times. Yeah. It's all just to like they 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 know you have not really too many options yeah especially when it's like you're you're there scheduling it's not like scheduled in advance mm-hmm. motels a lot of time it's just like whatever price you walk in for less so now because everything's like labeled out. online what it costs yeah um but yeah so that's a theory don't know if it's true um if it is it's unfortunate because things don't end up so great for the family so if if it was just someone being greedy that caused this to transpire that's not cool the next town they pass through is seligman radiator yeah. springs uh they they don't stop like directly in seligman though which is weird because seligman is like 98 percent motels like to this day it's just there's a lot of motels mm-hmm. it's just like a, a pit stop on route 66 you get your gas didn't stop yeah so at this time from what i could see there was like two or three motels that were nice at this time like this is Mm -hmm. it's not it's a little rundown now Seligman, because it's not a major stopping point on the interstate springs that's the plot of cars exactly Like, (laughs) like we have the whole movie to play out um but at this point it's like high end this is a very popular spot and nice motels plenty of options to stay at but they don't stop um some people think that the boys really wanted to camp so their father caved in um because they wind up oh and also some people think maybe the prices were higher here too because at this point Mm. it's like midnight um Mm -hmm. so they they, you know same sitch yeah everything's getting higher and higher and they're in a pinch and people are going to take advantage of them so whatever the family stops on the side of the road around midnight right outside of seligman just miles past um this area like i said earlier is known as aubrey valley and it has tons and tons of prairie dogs it's not relevant to the story but that's what i know about aubrey valley um but there's nothing else there it's literally 
What? Did you catch any of those Aubrey Valley prairie dogs? We didn't work in Aubrey Valley this summer because they've done it previously. <sighs> we went up into the canyon in Seligman to get the, like, mm-hmm. um, a different colony. So Aubrey Valley is this mm. huge colony of prairie dogs. We wanted a different sample group. So we gotcha. drove an hour <coughs> and, like, a half on a dirt road into the canyons behind Seligman, mm-hmm. which was fun and also scary, but fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh my god so there is nothing out there right now it's just okay. grass and prairie dogs flat ground surrounded by canyon there's nothing out there currently so definitely at this time there's absolutely nothing out here past mm-hmm. Seligman you have a Except huge stretch of land between the next town it's, there's yeah. absolutely nothing um <laughs> no houses, people. There's ranches nearby. Um, but, like, at this time where they stopped, it was not a ranch. They're in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Can't see right. the lights of the city on their own. Um, Scary. They stop by part of the road where there's some rock rubble from... It's not a canyon, but it's, like, from the canyon formation. Uh, they want to, like, pull behind this to make sure they can't see be seen easily from Route 66, which is smart. If you're going to camp on the side of the road, yeah. don't be, like, right on the road. Um, so it's a recipe they, for robbery. Yeah. <laughs> they got a... They get behind the rocks, and JD helps the boys set up their, their, their um, Boy Scout tent. Um, so they're camping Just tonight. the one tent? Yeah. It's a, it's okay. a pretty big tent. I just it didn't is. know if they each had their their own. No, it's one tent, and the, all all four of the the children are in the tent. Okay. The parents stay in the car, the nice car. Okay. Um, oh. Things are not great. Okay. This point forward, this is. <laughs> it's not. I don't get too graphic, but disclaimer: the crime starts here. I mean, it's a true crime podcast. Yeah, I guess it is a little graphic, so. This is the true crime. Uh, <laughs> the next morning. We're past the mundane. <laughs> yeah, this is the crime. Uh, Johnny, the five-year-old, he's the first one to wake up really early in the morning. And since his brothers are asleep, he decides to walk over to the car to get oh, no. his parents. Seconds later, he is running from the car yelling for his brothers. He's yelling, there's something all over mommy's face. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jimmy, the oldest, the 12-year-old, goes to look, and he's confused at first, but he gets to the car and realizes that his mom's face is covered in blood. And he walks around to the other side of the car to see his dad's face is also covered in blood. And they're knocking, and nobody's answering. So the 12-year-old kind of knows what's going on. And he keeps the others by the tent, uh, and he opens the door to try to, like, see if knocking They're, like yeah shaking helps but sadly they are both dead at this point oh my God, and had been that dead that was not what i expected yeah me either um they had both been shot in the head <gasps> oh my god and this is the 60s they have no clue what to do they don't have cell phones the parents don't have cell phones so especially these like the oldest one's 12 they mm-hmm. have no way to contact someone they know so they just stand on the side of Route 66 and have to, like, try to wave down cars. 
No. Like, and it's such an awful image just to think, like, seeing kids try to wave down a car and, like, how did they get here? Um, and this part drives me crazy because one source said they do this for almost an hour before a car <gasps> finally stops. Like, several cars, like, the boys have said several cars pass them, even though they're, like, screaming, trying to get someone to stop before anyone decides to come help them. I'd, I'd oh beat someone God. up. I'd slash tires. No, How are you going to so just scary. drive past kids stranded on the side of the road? Yeah. Um, also, uh, I drove past this place where this happened every morning. They were about 13 mm-hmm. miles outside of Seligman, and I worked at a ranch that's just past that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, there's no way people miss them. You know, it's okay. in the middle of nowhere. They can't walk to... You can't see Seligman. There's a turn in the road around part of the canyon. Mm-hmm. So they can't see the town. It's not like the you think it's kids just, like, outside of the town playing. They are mm-hmm. stranded on the side of this... What is, like... A highway. Yeah, it's the, like... There's no interstate. <laughs> like, it's not... Yeah. This is the, the main route, route of travel right, right. now. Um, and people just leave them there. I think that's absurd. I'm so mad. Um, so scary two people do wind up stopping and it's jer eagle he's a salesman and dan kramer who is a race car driver and i believe they're both (laughs) yeah it's lightning mcqueen (laughs) no literally it's dan it's fucking lightning mcqueen and mater like (laughs) i mean mater's not a salesman i mean a mechanic kind of a salesman upcharging anyway He's a yeah. tow truck. He's a businessman. They're both from California, and they were heading back there. I know okay. the race car driver is from California, and I believe Eagle is also from California. Okay. They stop. They pull on the side of the road, uh, and they're like, what, like, what do you need help with? And they're like, you have to come back to the car with us, um, which sounds like they're Scary. being, yeah, like it sounds like people put kids to help yeah. with the, a robbery, but they follow them. I just thought, like, okay, maybe that's suspicious. But these guys are good guys, and they actually stop and help. And um, it's also two men. Like, it's not like you have your wife and kids in the car. Like, yeah, it's two guys. Um, and these are tiny kids. Um, yeah. I just mean, like, if it was, like, a people passing because they thought it was, like, a robbery stage. Like Yeah. Anyway. Um... They follow the boys to the car, and I quickly realize there's not much they can do to help because mm-hmm. the parents are already dead, but they do stay for the boys while they wait for police. So props to these guys for actually caring. Mm-hmm. Um, so How'd they get in contact with the police? I'm about to tell you. They, oh, okay. they, <laughs> they don't. It just kind of works out really well. Patrolman Dan Berdino and Deputy... Sh- I'm totally stumbling over that. Deputy Sheriff Perry Blankenship arrived wow. soon after. Perry's wife, Betty, uh, she's a waitress at Johnson's Cafe in Seligman, mm-hmm. uh, and she had called her husband, the sheriff, because a man had come in getting coffee, and he said, there's kids on the side of the road. Like, okay. And, like, I don't know what to do. And so she I calls up. I feel like that's up. acceptable. Yeah, <laughs> she calls up her husband, the sheriff. And, and since the, the, the police out that way. Um, and this is about 6 a.m., so pretty early in the morning. That's why, like, it wasn't huge amounts of traffic that were passing him up by, but it was several cars, and that's That's also 
They stopped at midnight. Yeah. They were not there long. This is six hours. That's okay. When the police get there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's a, a, a very small window. So, the police get there. They're investigating the crime as best they can. The boys don't really know anything. Uh, but what they do figure out, uh, they believe that the parents are murdered in their sleep around 2 a.m. This happens very quickly and very quietly with a 22 caliber weapon. It didn't okay. specify what kind of gun, but it, it's of that caliber. Uh, JD had four shots to the head and Yutha had three. The only thing that was taken was $60 from JD's wallet. The killer leaves the... the the purse, which has about $150 in it, is untouched. Wow. And all of, like, watches, all of uh, Utha's jewelry is left. So it wasn't, what? it doesn't seem like someone after a bunch of cash. Um, they also noted that the boy's tent was pretty close to the car. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not, it's not in the car by any means. But it's weird that none of them heard gunshots yeah are like struggling so it it didn't seem like a robbery gone wrong or anything it didn't seem someone trying to just like hold someone up for cash it seemed very deliberate very sneaky and just like really weird Mm -hmm. Um, quick and quiet yeah um so it did that's what they called me in prison they could kind of tell it wasn't someone just like trying to make some money um but they collected all the evidence they could they investigate as many leads as they can get but they can't really get any ground right now. Um, mm-hmm. One lead that seemed really promising was a Greyhound bus. Someone had seen it like stopped on the side of the road in this area. Um, nice. But it winds up that this was way after the um, mm. killings had taken place. I say way after, like an hour or two. And it was mm-hmm. the driver had gotten tired and took a stop to get some fresh air. Um, oh, okay. So they clear out this lead. Um so they're and these are all like first day leads just kind of getting talk from what's in the town the ground bus Mm -hmm. happens a little bit later but day one they can't really get anywhere after looking at the crime scene like they look at the car and they look at what happened Mm -hmm. they ask the boys what they know but they are asleep through all of it so they kind of at a loss for words um sucks uh betty the waitress though she's thinking about it and she remembers this man she served the night before that that was giving off weird vibes uh and so she tells her husband the sheriff about it um the same waitress that called about the Mm -hmm. the little boys on the side of the road by the way um there was a man he comes in really late at night and he had only a nickel um but betty found him really off-putting so despite not having any money, she gave him a cup of coffee for free. Um, she said it was like super quiet, just like bad vibes. Wanted him out of the diner. It's a 24-hour diner. Um, and just like was like, it's a cup of coffee. It's not going to hurt yeah. anybody. Um, then, hours later, around 2.33 a.m., the man came back, ordered a meal, and paid with a $20 bill. Where'd he get the money? The whole time, acted if it was his first time in there. <gasps> pretended that he had never seen Betty, even though she gave him free coffee only hours before. Like, super creepy. And if you didn't catch it, 
he came back right after the murders had taken yeah. place just a couple miles outside of Seligman. Yo. So. That's a little interesting. That's suspicious. Um, That's suspicious. So, the search begins for this unknown man who is now suspect number one for the case. Right. But all they, like, have is the description Betty knows him as um, Mm -hmm. and, like, a general area of where he could be. Uh, They're not really sure how to hunt him down. And this lead also kind of stalls out for a second. It comes back. I'm not leaving it on a cliffhanger, but they... And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and I'm done, yeah. Well, they, he gets away. <laughs> no. Uh, so we kind of leave this case for a little bit and jump to another little, little street crime that happens. So okay. on June 21st, a man is caught trying to rob a gas station in Phoenix, Arizona, which is a couple hours south of Seligman, mm-hmm. and it is so hot it was miserable. <laughs> Um, we stopped for <laughs> gas and then we left. <laughs> it was not great. Um, so he's trying to rob the gas station and he almost kills the cashier. <gasps> what? In a robbery? Yeah. That's so, heavy. He it's it's not perfect though. The police are on him pretty fast. He is not caught in Phoenix though. He gets all the way to Kansas before Whoa. he is apprehended and this man's name is james abner bentley um so they try to piece together where this man came from because they like they're questioning him he's in kansas first of all this isn't even where the crime takes place but they're investigating they're interrogating him while Mm -hmm. they have him and he's just gotta have like his story is all over the place. He claims that he was in that area. Then he claims he was in Fresno, California. Then he says he hasn't been there because his what? he left his wife. And so they can tell some things up, and that he like was, you know, they could tell that he was suspicious yeah. and was not giving them the full truth by any means. So they get in contact with his mom and his estranged wife. Okay. And they also they claim called his mom on him. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> so funny. How did you solve crimes past like modern day? Clean up that blood. Back to my hunch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like little. So they just called his mom to try to solve the crime, uh, and and the estranged wife. Don't forget about her. And they claim. He was in Fresno, California at the time of this gas station robbery, attempted murder gone wrong. Um, But they arrest him because they can identify, like, he was identified. They know it's him that was on the run. They They had, things had gone wrong. They had followed him pretty soon after the crime. So they know it's the guy. After his arrest, though... He kind of loses it a little more because uh, he's arrested. He is still in Kansas. Um, he arrested in Kansas. Does attempt suicide twice, but it's unsuccessful in both, and it's just kind of all over the place even more now that he's mm-hmm. arrested. And just kind of no story is straight. He like is just saying random things. So they're trying to piece together where he was, but. After a little while of being arrested, uh, held there, they find out he hadn't been in Fresno 
like his parent, his mom, and estranged wife had said, for over a month, because he had been there at some point. They were telling the truth about that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry this is so, like, weirdly <laughs> laid no, out, but... I'm so invested. <laughs> he's like, has a billion different plot lines going on that he's yeah. trying to convince these cops of. So, They're side quests, bro. They figure out he was in Fresno at some point, but it's been over a month since he's been back. Because... He's wanted in Fresno for the murder of a clerk at a liquor store. What? So, they confirm that he and a friend, Fred Waldo, were at this liquor store and the gas station in Phoenix. So, they kind of, uh, he admits to the friend part and admits to the, um, uh, phoenix gas station one as soon as they start like pinning him for stuff he kind of strains out the storyline is like okay you got me (laughs) like it it's not a confession but he kind of starts slaying towards that storyline a little bit more and then he's like yeah it was my friend too um where's the friend he had gotten away on his own, but they, they do end up getting him. Uh, okay, I was going to say, did he not, like, did he leave him there? Like, <laughs> why wasn't he the main suspect? Um, so, there's suspicions that he could be the killer in Seligman at this point. Since he was on this, like, crime spree in the area, Seligman's mm-hmm. kind of, like, on that route. Um, but nothing is done about this yet because they pull more evidence and they get confirmation from witnesses if it's these people, um, the clerk that almost died, or the cashier, excuse me, almost died, mm-hmm. was, is able to, like, speak up and be like, yeah, that's the dude, or it was these guys. So they, they kind of refine it a little bit, and the guys are going to be put on trial for the Fresno murder at the liquor store. Okay. So not the one where it's attempted murder, the one where the guy was actually killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Fresno. Not the one in Phoenix, the yeah. one in Fresno. Uh, so they are moved to California and they are tried in California for the Fresno crime. Both men are found guilty for this. And nice. Waldo, the uh, friend that just totally gets thrown under the bus, uh, yeah. <laughs> he uh, receives life in prison. Okay. Uh, Bentley, the the main guy here, receives the death penalty. Oh, shit. Bentley is placed in St. Quentin State Prison, and he, like, waiting on death row. Mm -hmm. It is here that he brags to another inmate about murdering these people in the middle of the desert in Arizona, but he left the kids alive. So, the other prisoner, being a real one, goes to the cops and rats him out <laughs> immediately good <laughs> and so um because i mean why brag like mm, i left the kids alive okay you ruined their life this prisoner gets it he ratted him out um also like bro you you're admitting to er- like murdering someone like senselessly that's yeah not like, prison shit that's psych ward shit yeah that's that's what I'm saying. This guy was kind of off of it, and they could tell that pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I didn't answer this. You're good. Is Adam okay? Yeah. So. He's on death row. 
Uh, rats mouth, please. Uh, and they immediately think of the Welch family's case in Seligman, which by this time, it's been almost a year that they haven't been able to get to this guy because they didn't mm-hmm. know it was him at first until like right now. And it just took so long to like sort out the craziness of Bentley because he right. just like every story was different. He was in a billion different places. His mom was lying for him and she didn't yeah. even know where he was. The wife was lying for him and she was estranged. Like, it was just a mess. Um, So, they finally are like, okay, we think this is the Welch family guy. But, uh, they can't... I'll get to it. I'll get to it. There's there's probably a conspiracy. So, once they kind of, like, get this information from San Quentin, it's getting... They give it to the Seligman police force. And so, the sheriff shows his wife, Betty, a mugshot of the man... And she recognizes him instantly as the weird as man the who came back with the money. Yes. So Betty. Betty is our hero of the story. And she IDs him right away as like, that was the nice. guy who he came back right after the murder. Like, it's got to be him. He's creepy. You never forget the weird ones. No, that's so weird to have a broke guy come in. And then yeah. literally two hours later, if that comes back with $20, it's the middle of the night. Where'd he get that? Yeah. And um, pretending he doesn't know you either. Yeah, that's so creepy that's to be like, weird. like, oh man, this place is really great. It's like, oh, you were just here. Like, we had coffee. Yeah. Like, who are you? Uh-uh, right. you'd be out. So I'd, <laughs> no. I'd call the husband sheriff cop and be like, look, dude, I don't you know what's... <laughs> you got to get here. Yeah, ASAP, no. hold the Rocky. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's on death row, Bentley. And he is charged for the murder of the Welches. Nice. They also charge him with the Phoenix robbery and attempted murder at some point while he's on death row. But both of these charges were like being held off. They weren't tried because he's on death row. And to try them right now is to kind of like waste time. You can't kill him twice. Yeah. So like they're, they don't do anything. But the California governor at this time, Pat Brown, was very much against the death penalty, um, Mm -hmm. and he had commuted other sentences, so they went ahead and charged him with the crime, because if he would have been taken off death row, they could immediately try him for the other Arizona crimes before Mm -hmm. he was, like, released. They wouldn't have to worry about any, like, tracking him down or anything. So they went ahead and charged him with these things um, and wanted to make sure they could get him in case he could had a chance at escape all their bases are covered yeah no they were ready to get this man this never plays out though on january 23rd 1963 he is put to death by gas chamber at the age of 27 damn so he is never convicted for the welch murders or the uh uh phoenix robbery and attempted murder so technically they can be called unsolved because like there's no legal ending to the crimes but we know who did it there's confirmation that he was the i guess we don't know but i mean either betty and he is also lying or yeah did it yeah so it's solved but not solved kind of thing but we know who did it and he got put to death for another crime so it's almost like justice Justice. it's weird um the boys just to wrap up on there and they are picked up by an aunt 
after um i mean the aunt comes and gets them and they stay there while the police are doing investigating and she takes them back to california with her and Mm -hmm. they live with her for the rest of their lives cute in california which is a huge move out of nowhere because yeah they lived in oklahoma they started this trip in oklahoma and then lived in california for the rest of their lives how i still don't understand how the boys didn't hear gunshots that's what i was confused about they never find the weapon uh he i think he was using a different one at the um gas station like he was just Mm -hmm. getting stuff from places but they like they don't know if there was a silencer involved in some kind of way or or what like a lot of forethought for bentley yeah but it's like he was able to he got away with killing someone you know at a Mm -hmm. liquor store just walking in and demanding money and stealing stuff kills a guy and gets away with it yeah almost gets away from a, a failed robbery and attempted murder in phoenix you know he had no clue what this guy had access to it's easy to buy guns now just think about back then you could walk into dollar general and get whatever you needed so like i don't know that was my biggest question and i could not really get an answer for it because they don't have the weapon yeah but it like could have been silencer kind of deal they weren't next to the car Mm -hmm. um but yeah so gunshots Crazy. Gunshots are loud. Yeah, and they echo. But like, yeah, that's cr- and even and a little kid—it's a five-year-old sleeps yeah. through that. Five-year-olds sleep through nothing. Okay, yeah. like I would—it weirded me out, but I could not really get closure on that. So the other thing is like you're wanted for two separate robberies, yet you didn't rob them. Yeah, he he like is the world's worth thief like. My thing is, like, he did take money out of the wallet. Yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, it could have been a misogyny thing where he was like, the 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 money's on the man. I'm going to take yeah. from the man. And, like, didn't even think to take her purse. But, like, that's what a purse jewelry? is for. And she had visible jewelry that wasn't taken. Also, it's a and nice a car. It's a nice car. Yeah. Take the it'd car. Be, it'd be one thing if, like, the dude's like watch was also missing like if everything of value was taken off of him and she just wasn't touched yeah um, it's weird that it's just the money from yeah the wallet. yeah it, not even the whole wallet also i left the kids alive you knew that there was multiple did you go in the tent Oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, they had like, stuff in the car, so maybe you could tell, but that is an awful thought to think he could see kids in a tent yeah. and purposely left them, oh, like he knew they were there and he knew he was killing their parents. Yeah. <coughs> like giving t- very Naruto. Yeah, like what the heck? It just, it's a weird, weird one faux show. Yeah. I just also, I found out about this after I worked in this area in Seligman, because it's west of Seligman, and I worked mm-hmm. on Boquillas Ranch. I didn't work on the ranch. We would drive on the ranch road all the way back into the canyon, mm-hmm. and then, like, take a turn and go out um, a certain way, but you follow Route 66 to get over there, and so we drove past the spot they camped at Crazy. every morning, and it's like 
to leave kids there to like just be why was he out there yeah he sees this car and he doesn't even think to just rob them he just kills them in their sleep yeah like why he's already got a murder charge so like maybe that's why he's just like i already have one i'm gonna kill him and take the money but he doesn't take all the money and he spent he takes 60 dollars and he spends 20 of it getting food a couple minutes later at what is essentially waffle house yeah and just (laughs) pretends to not know the waitress that bought him coffee like that's why are you being suspicious like that you could just play it off like you know i found this on the side of the road the coffee is great i'm really thankful i'm leaving a big tip like yeah why be weird about it he's he was not all the way there i mean you said like they parked behind like a rock formation situation no it's not a very big one like you could see the car it just wasn't as easy if like they were parked on the side of the on road the side. and okay. they are in a valley so it's like if you see a rock you're kind of looking at it because there's nothing else to look at so yeah. like i can imagine that it wasn't impossible to see them but it's also the middle of the night yeah like why are, how are you seeing them why are you looking for them it's also like did you roll up with the intention to kill them like or like yeah why What's were you looking for you someone sleep? to kill like, like what was your your whole plan were you, were you on your way out of town pissed that you couldn't afford a coffee because all you had was a nickel and like that's what you saw on your way out and yeah like, and you, it was like uh, yeah i bet he has money yeah and you kill him for dollars to go eat a, a diner meal a waffle a waffle Can house I meal please get some waffles that's actually nice can i please get a waffle mm-hmm. but no yeah everything about this feels weird it, it was a weird one yeah what does he look like let's look him up Ooh, he need his click name. and shit click and shit oh there we go james abner bentley <coughs> james abner bentley oh yeah he's kind of like a weird stare he looks like a vampire kind of yeah also like he looks like a vampire and a kicked puppy like you know yeah he's got like like, the downturned eyes that make him look like he's sad all the time but he also is just like it's such a blank stare at least like a lot of the pictures i saw it's just like so i don't know he looks creepy yeah he's not like weird looking in any sense but he's just like I don't know. He just he radiates vibes. I'm not I'm not dealing with. Yeah. But he looks like there's something going on. There's yeah. something going on. It was just so like and it's so weird because he gives so many stories. It's like you don't know where how he got to these places, why he went in this order, what his end goal was. There is no end yeah. goal. He's literally just like stealing to get liquor and then stealing to get um a meal in the middle of nowhere in seligman stealing from a gas station and almost killing the guy is the other name for this case actually the little orphans of route 66 yeah but i felt like that was really harsh what a terrible (laughs) yeah terrible name i mean yeah it sums it up but i just felt that felt so harsh 
Also, this Google search, I feel bad for the guy whose name is Dr. James A. Bentley, M.D. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking. (laughs) (laughs) It's just mugshots interspersed with this doctor. He's buried in Fresno. I found that out looking him up. Oh, damn. I found where his grave was. Was that where he he was put to death in Fresno, right? Yeah, at wherever St. Quentin is. He was charged in Fresno. Mm. And he did live there at some point. Like, his mom lived in Fresno, and that's probably mm. why she, he, she said he was in yeah. Fresno. Because that carries, because he lived in the area. Um, so they might have buried him there, because he lived yeah. in Fresno. Because it was his house. Yeah. He did have a wife. No kids. Estranged. Estranged. That's an important note. Mm-hmm. Even she didn't like him. She knew. You killed a kid, dog. Or not a kid. When you, I fully expected it to be the kids that died. Yeah, I don't know if I would have covered it if it was the kids that died. Yeah. And I felt I I had a bad feeling because they're off in the tent that night. Yeah. And I was like, there, he's gonna pluck them out the tent. Like Mm -hmm. someone's gonna come abduct these kids out of this tent. Yeah. And it's totally not what happens. So um, the opposite. Yeah. Weird. I wonder, like, and that's the other thing, like, who was shot first? And were they awake? Like, did you awake the other one? Uh, I believe, um, uh, one source I read said that, uh, do I have written down? It was, Utha was shot first, and JD, mm-hmm. like, kind of woke up, but was shot. It wasn't bang, 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 bang. It was kind of mm-hmm. like bang. It, it was, like, shot in the head both, and then mm-hmm. shot again, like, make sure they were dead. Um, so it was very quick, um, but I, I believe JD might have woken up a little, but there's no, like, struggle or anything. He doesn't really have time to react. Mm-hmm. From what I understood, and we don't really know, because the only one there was Bentley. Yeah. And he's dead. Yeah. And so are the people that he killed. Right. And somehow, four boys all slept through seven gunshots. I mean, it was a long day. Maybe they were just, like, conked out in this tent. Seven gunshots. And that's why I was saying it sucks so much if the reason they wound up there was because some motel owner thought it was okay to try to raise the prices ridiculously high because he wanted them to pay a bunch of money because they had to. If that is true, that's so terrible because he caused them to go die. And also... Because they wouldn't have been over there if he didn't do that. We don't know if it's true, though, so we can't yeah. blame it on this clerk. But And also the fact that they might not have seen Ligma. Ligma balls. <laughs> Seligman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? It, it, it sucks that they might not have seen the town. Like, because you said it's like a round the road like there's a turn in the road right you they drove through the Seligman, where they were camping. oh okay we know that yeah they drove okay because they're 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 west of seligman at this oh, point okay. so they're close they're in between seligman and california okay um so so they did go through this yeah and okay. they just that makes me feel better which that's the weird part is they drive past so many motels 
maybe it was one of those things where like they were like oh there's another motel dad and he was like no i'm not doing that again we're just gonna keep driving yeah and uh, the other thing like that was speculated a lot is that the kids really wanted to camp because they had all of their boy scout gear in the car and -hmm. like had this tent set up they had stuff in the tent with them like they were hype about the camping Mm -hmm. um so it was like they wanted to camp every night and so they might have just convinced him that night like yeah it's already midnight we're about to drive anyway um like we're just gonna sleep for a little while let's camp but the boys lived right yeah they like so i mean the oldest one's 12 they don't know why their dad didn't choose to like caved in right they just say they want to camp you so yeah it's it could have been a make the bottom line is they wanted to camp and their dad let them camp that night but it's it's just unclear why he passed up all the motels yeah like why did he cave into the kids like was it because they were expensive or was he just like ah yeah screw it let's camp yeah we won't know also he had 60 dollars in his wallet and 150 dollars in the purse was it really that expensive yeah like in saligma like ligma ball, um, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just gonna okay. keep making the ligma jokes. Um, yeah, it's that's makes me curious. Like how how expensive were the motel rooms at right. this time? And I couldn't really find it. Um, and the clerk that some people suspect he tried to raise the price wouldn't speak publicly on that. So yikes. We will. We shall not know. Damn. But yeah, that's my Seligman murder tale. Did you find out about it when you were in the town? Yeah, I didn't know like the whole thing until I read mm-hmm. about it. But I, I like caught the name of it, like murder on Route sixty six by Seligman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm in Seligman. Let me look into that. Nice. There's a ton of, like, little shops there with just a lot of Route 66 merch. A lot of mm-hmm. just, like, cool facts, fun facts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Awesome ice cream shop in Seligman. Did you get any souvenirs? From Seligman? Hmm. Hmm. I got a shirt from the motel I worked at. Cute. I'll shout them out. The Aztec Motel in Seligman. Please stay there. They're amazing. Um, Somebody's going to go there and be like, I heard about you on this podcast. Yeah, and, and they don't know like, I have a podcast. a podcast. Know Tell them us. the weird prairie dog people sent you. We hung out with them like every night. They know who we <laughs> don't are. Don't tell them the weird prairie dog people They sent will you. know it's us. We hung out with them every night and worked for them one day. What did yes. you do when you worked for them? Uh, it was Seligman Day, and they had... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they yes. had, they were in charge of the kids' tent, so we were in charge of the kids' tent. <laughs> um, and we wore little aprons that said the Aztec Motel, and mine was their nephew's, who was there. And was mad that I had his apron on. <laughs> his name was Maddox, so my apron's in Maddox. Um, <laughs> uh, and we worked, uh, like, super early in the morning, like, all day. Um, Doing what? Uh, just, like, at this kid's station. So there was, like, a little plant, plant your own plant 
mm-hmm. a table. There was a snack bowl that we kept snacks in. Um, there was a little kiddie pool that had this fishing game set up in it. And then the firefighters brought a big, like, reservoir and made a, a pool out of it. Oh. So it was really cool. So we were, like, lifeguards, but it was it's, like, three feet deep, so yeah, they were fine. Um, and then we also, like, helped move stuff, helped put stuff in and out of storage, took out trash. You know you were, like, their, the highlight of their summer. No, it was so fun. Like these It was my favorite part. <laughs> I was, like, weird girls. Yeah, and because we, um, we stayed in Seligman a couple of different times. Uh, it was our first spot we worked in, so we were in a campground, a KOA that's in Seligman, um, for almost two weeks, just because, like, lodging worked out weird at this point because mm-hmm. we had to make a, a shift in our schedule um and then we left and went to prescott and then we went to tucson and then right after tucson we came back to seligman for like two days it was just one night two days mm-hmm. and one night um where we stayed at the motel for the first time and we loved it and we also <laughs> on this trip we were um we had been given a tip by one of the guys on the ranch that there was a colony in an area, so we came back to check it out just to know. Mm-hmm. We found a really, really good colony, so we decided to come back later in the summer, and that's when we, like, stayed in the motel for a full week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got the, like, long-term stay room, so we had our own kitchen, um, oh, that's a fridge, um, and it was, like, a living room and a bedroom area. It mm-hmm. was cool. So comfy so cozy so great and they gave us oh and they had breakfast every day but we woke up super early Mm -hmm. uh to go work because we had to get out before the sun rises and they don't do daylight saving times so the sun rises at 5 a.m in arizona right um so we'd have to be out there before five so we were up three four in the morning and breakfast didn't start till six and we were already working by six so they mm. made us little breakfast bags every day. <laughs> I'm melting. That is so cute. And he, the guy, like I said, he was Dutch. He is mm-hmm. Dutch. I don't know if I've seen the past tense. Um, uh, but they grilled for Seligman Day. And he had a Dutch accent. Like, he was very Dutch. Dutch. And <laughs> he was very excited to grill because he thought it was very American. And he just kept <laughs> going, America! <laughs> He's very into it. It's peak American culture. That's why yeah, he no, was on Route 67. No, he loved it. It was so great. That's so cool. Yeah. And we, like, got... We were really good. Like, we ate with them. They cooked a steak that night that we worked mm-hmm. for them. Uh, we went into the part of the motel that there's house and, like, watched TV with them. We just became their buds. It was so great. You got to keep up with them. Add them on Facebook. I know. I found their Facebook. I think I had. I don't know. I follow their page at least. Um, go back for Seligman Day. We we texted them because that we they kept asking us if we caught the albino yet, and we we're like, no, no, it's in um, a different area. Like it's in a different town. We're gonna catch them later mm-hmm. in the summer. And we came back. They're like, did you catch them yet? And we we're like, no, no, it's still later in the summer. It's our last sight. And so when we finally caught the albino, we texted them. I'm like, look, we found it. And we <gasps> we both got shirts from them. Mm-hmm. Um. So we went out to dinner 
one night and we both wore our Aztec Motel shirts. We sent him a selfie with us in our merch. It was so fun. That's so cool. That's my Seligman experience. (laughs) Very different. Did you get to eat at the diner? Um, I don't think that same diner is oh. around. We did eat at one called the the Roadrunner, and then Snowcap is the the um ice cream place that is across from the motel, mm-hmm. and it's like the original one that's been there, passed down through family. Oh, that's like cool. all done up in neon. It's not fake neon. It's like the original neon lights are on the building. Um, it was really good ice cream. I got a root beer float a bunch of times. It's <laughs> crazy good burgers. And there was a dance party that night after Seligman Day. And it was just, like, the family members. So it was just a bunch of, like, grandmas getting down to Latin music. It was, we went crazy with these grandmas. We partied <laughs> till, like, 2 a.m. with these grandmas. And they were like, y'all, we're the life of the party. And we're like, we're, li- <laughs> we're literally just here. <laughs> granny we're following your lead. we got kicked out of a bar in <gasps> seligman because we went in i'm not 21 so uh yet they it's a very they know when you're not a local because there's like so few people in these yeah. towns so as soon as we walked in they were like we don't know who you are but we need your ids it's like i don't have mine i did but they're like, yeah, y'all can't stay. Sorry about that. And there was a baby in there. I was so mad about it. I was like, the baby can stay, but I can't? Okay. <coughs> the baby can drink? Yeah. So that's when we went and partied with the grandmas. And we had a great time. Dude. You gotta write a book about your summer. That experience with the Dutch man. <laughs> and the American steaks. The grandmas a great time the, the just so happening to have a true crime podcast and then there was a true crime that happened where you stayed. yeah we kind of stumbled upon it that's crazy and now i have two more arizona episodes coming excited. up and you already did one arizona episode that's four episodes because you did tombstone yeah tombstone was great yeah. tombstone was like even more time travel there's just yeah. horse carriages were the only thing on the road went into the bird cage i forgot that like i said in the discord but i totally have to say it on here because not everyone's in mm-hmm. the discord um but yeah there's it there's bullet holes everywhere in all of the walls in all of the posters that are still hung up in that painting uh the mm-hmm. painting of fatima there's bullet holes in it there's posters of the fly ladies like mm-hmm. the the ladies that walked on the ceiling they still yeah. have that artwork and the posters hung up um they're closing, so I didn't get to go down and see the poker table. But we could mm. peek into the theater area, and it was mm. crazy cool. Definitely want to go back. There was so much. There was, like, old printing presses you could go into. They recreated the famous gunfight, the shootout at the mm. OK Corral. There was other gunfights going on. Um, there was so much to see there. There's a restaurant that's apparently crazy, crazy good, but we were mm. only there, like, an hour or two just kind of like seeing it as squeezing it in yeah so i really want to go back you got to see the pennsylvania bar yeah it was sent me the picture of that one bullet holes in it (laughs) i would hope so light fixtures are all the same that's crazy the hearse there's two of them one's in the birdcage theater and there was another one in the printing press the original printing press 
it's mm-hmm. just like the, the I, they're not recreations and mm-hmm. we went into the okay corral and it has a bunch of original like farming equipment and horse saddles and it was cool it was crazy cool that's sick dude you had the summer of a lifetime yeah i know that was crazy very was thankful only, i got to go was there only one albino prairie dog there was two how did you know he was there? How did you know you were going to catch him at the end of the summer? Uh, we There's this thing called iNaturalist, and it's like a forum where you upload sightings of animals. Right. And so we had seen that people had sighted an albino at that site. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them were recent. Some of them were older. So we're like, mm, it seems like they, they got a thing going on over here. So we were at a site that was kind of close, and we drove the hour to go check it out and that day mm-hmm. we saw the albino so we knew it was there so we we're like yep this is the last sight of the summer and it was so such a great sight we mm-hmm. wound up camping there the weekend after we finished trapping just because mm-hmm. it was it was on a lake so many nice. wildflowers were starting to bloom it was so cool out there and and so we could like it was our last night with the prairie dogs we called it um Aww. so when we woke up in the morning we got to see all the pra- and when they wake up they like stretch and like walk over to their neighbor prairie dog hole and they're just like check on them they're so cute um so it's a good way to wrap up the prairie dogs but yeah the the albinos there's two of them over Mm -hmm. there is it like a mom and child no i think it's a two adults oh they just so happened that they were no there's been like a, a is albinism albinism hereditary yeah um, but it's recessive. So, okay. um, harder to get if it's not two albinos mating together, but mm-hmm. there's been like a lineage of albinos at this site. There's been one year where, uh, someone counted eight of them, which Damn. is super rare. So, yeah, we saw two and someone said there is a baby one there, but it was super skittish. So we didn't see mm-hmm. him. No. But you saw the other baby that had a cone on its head. Yeah, they all <laughs> got out like a starfish. <laughs> well, it was cool, too, because, like, wild animals have mating seasons. Mm-hmm. So, like, the babies at the beginning of the summer were this big. And, like, the ones oh. at the end were, like, almost the size of the adults. Like, some of them we couldn't even, like, we're like, is this a, a, a baby or is this a is this a juvie or is this an adult? And we would have to weigh them to know. It was, like, weird to see them grow up <laughs> throughout the summer. You're like their prairie mom. We're like their alien abductors. More <laughs> like it. We just you come back and visit your favorite. We like, pick them up, put them asleep, and like probe them. It literally was alien abduction. Shit. Do you think aliens come to Earth to like study humans and like abduct us every few seasons? A hundred percent. Are we the prairie dogs? <laughs> We're the we're the intergalactic prairie dogs. That's not the name of this week's episode, but that sure as hell is going to be the week <laughs> name of this first Patreon episode. Let's go! <laughs> oh my god, Emily! What a fun summer! Yeah, I have I have many stories when we hang out like person to person. Yeah, we should uh, also. Aaron's getting married. I mean, the podcast knows that because, you know, in episode 20, she found her wedding dress. But, yeah. Which is kind of crazy. It's coming it's up, though. It's like. 
it's kind of like like we got this little timeline of her character development i think she got married or not married duh she's not married oh wait no no no. she got proposed to in 2021 i think or in 2020 wait did she get she might have gotten proposed to like a few months after the podcast started i think so because we were we met her before yeah because you guys met her at my birthday party yeah and they showed up to my birthday party after looking at engagement rings yeah i think he proposed to her in like june yeah because i remember you telling me the story of like his plan to do it and that like mm-hmm. everyone wanted him to yeah so yeah that de- that happened after the podcast started so aaron has gotten engaged and found her wedding dress on the podcast she we're, we got invited to her bridal shower yeah i'm excited yeah me emily and lux get to go but the boys have to stay home but the boys get to come to the wedding yeah but hopefully the the podcast will still be going and then we'll have her on for like episode 70 and she'll get to talk about her wedding yeah that'll be pretty fun that would be kind of fun actually (laughs) be cool episode we could do wedding crimes (gasps) (laughs) we could do wedding crimes and like wedding conspiracies like our like superstitions about weddings oh my god something borrowed and something blue oh yeah i didn't know that was like a real thing until it was like it was years ago but like it wasn't like i was old enough that someone should have explained that to me and nobody did that's real nobody thought i should know about that but no we should definitely do wedding crimes and we'll cover them after her wedding not before because that'd be bad for her oh my gosh the stress (laughs) okay we need to end this episode yeah thank you so much for listening it's great to be back um (laughs) welcome back podcast this is season two i'm gonna do it as season two on our yeah that'd be cool yeah season two episode one of season two and it would make sense that our our seasons start in the fall yeah halloween Mm -hmm. okay season two of the podcast is here (laughs) and um congratulations you're here thank you for listening thank you for listening Sleep Follow us on tight. And come back next week for another episode of Total Drama World Tour. Not Island. No, it was Arizona remember, season. Do you remember Ezekiel? Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, podcast. Bye. <laughs>